0: Demons Discuss, TV show review, season three, episode
1: two. Welcome to Demons Discuss, the unofficial podcast about the All Souls universe and the topics that orbit it. We are your hosts, Angela, Jean, and Valerie. I am Valerie, and with me is Angela and Jean. Hello.
2: Hello. 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 What are we talking about today, Angela? We're talking about A Discovery of Witches, Season 3, Episode 2, like Jean said, but the adventure continues. The adventure continues. And, mm-hmm. and
1: what do you guys think of this adventure? It's good. I it is it. Good. Sa- good. It's They're satisfying, good. for sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Let's start out with our random patron sponsor of the day. Today, it is Melanie Nelson! Yay! 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 Thank,
2: thank, thank you, Melanie. You, Melanie.
1: All right, here we go. I'm going to do it two times in a row. The disclaimer. (laughs) In this episode, we will attempt to only cover what is presented to us on screen. We're not going to talk about book spoilers. We're not going to talk about next episodes. We're not going to jump ahead. So you're like, wait, what? No. We're just talking about what's on the screen now. For those of you who have read the books and you want to hear about our compare and contrast as far as the book and the TV show, stay tuned past the break, and we will cover comparisons and you know things. off Stop. Like, Stop. <laughs> and we might bitch a little. We might applaud a change or something like that. Yeah, you, you just stay tuned. Or if you don't care about spoilers, stay tuned too. So. There's that. Anything to add to that disclaimer? Did I miss anything? Nope. nope. All right, good. Let's get that out of the way. Hey, that's two episodes in a row. I
2: did <laughs> <laughs> You did
1: it. I did it. And this podcast is sponsored by our patrons who are listeners just like you. And what they do is they give us at least $2 a month. $2 a month is not much to ask, but it gives us so much. It gives us the ability to purchase apps so we don't sound like amateur hour uh, yep. talking on toy microphones. <laughs> 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 it gives us the ability to maintain our domain names, our web space, the very expensive apps by Adobe. Um, yeah, if any of you have worked with the Adobe Creative Suite, they're pricey. But we need them so we can remain professional and use Photoshop and use Audition and use all the little apps in between. And mm-hmm. I do get stock photos from there. We also pay for stock photos. We pay for web hosting. We pay for media hosting. which We hosts pay for music licensing. Music. Right? Pay it for
0: licensing. Yeah. Sound effects licensing.
1: I love my sound
0: effects, yeah. guys. It's
2: mm-hmm. all for the listeners' audio and visual enjoyment. That's right. Yes. We don't get this money.
1: No, <laughs> we have jobs for that to put <laughs> yes. rooms over our heads everything we get is reinvested into the podcast just so you know we are a non-profit organization yep. we are filed nonprofit, so we don't make profit off of this i mean unless you count the stuff we get like stationery I like playing with stationery that i send out to our patrons and the wax seals i like mm-hmm. that because you know it's nice but It's all for the podcast, so. Yes. Just so you know. Angela. Yes.
2: Why would somebody want to join Patreon? Well, at $2, you get our after show, but not for, while we're doing our TV show review, we'll be you know. taking a little after-show hiatus, but after that, um, we'll start back up the after-show or even joining now or today, they could go back to our back catalog of after-shows and start listening. There are 70 there. Oh, God. So. That, that sounds scary. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of a crapshoot. People just I just broke into a sweat hearing that. It's like, yeah, oh, my, my God. God. Shit,
0: where are they going to go? What did I say? What did I say
1: three years ago? Right. I know. Oh, no. There are at least 70 episodes that you can go back and listen to our past gripes and complaints and concerns and us joking, us just being ourselves, talking to each other. I describe them
2: as a white elephant party.
1: You never know what you're going to get. Yeah, there's that. (laughs) You
2: will end up with a booby prize.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be an ugly lamp every time we guarantee it. You will be
1: enlightened, but it's not going to be pretty. I don't know. Some people's trash is other people's treasure so hey you might like it whatever
2: (laughs) (laughs) I feel better after I get rid of it (laughs) yeah Yes. But other than that, you also get swag depending on your level of membership. And you for sure, all levels get entered into a quarterly drawing that wins a prize package of our choosing. That's right. Mm -hmm.
1: Last year, we gave out the divination package, which includes a Magic 8 Ball. And if you listen to the after show, you know why we include Mm -hmm. that. We included Blame Jerry t-shirt. Jerry, if you have listened to us for a little bit, is our guest host a lot of times. And Um, he lives with Angela. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And sometimes he has things to say or interfere with. Um, Mm -hmm. And Jerry is just that poltergeist that could, I guess. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And also, what else do we throw in? Stickers. I always throw in stickers, magnets, buttons, bags, buttons, bags. Sticker Mule has a lot of sales, so I buy a lot of stuff. So sometimes I'm like, what am I going to do with all this stuff? Hey, I throw in people's packages. (laughs) Yeah. So that's it. We haven't had a convention in two years. So yeah, I have like normally you've got a lot of pent up. I know swag to give out swag. (laughs) And normally I like to prepare by stocking up on this stuff, but we haven't had a convention to give out this stuff. So, hey, I just throw it in the box for you. And there you go it's yeah. always, extra. So if you're interested, go to Patreon.com Slant Demons Discuss. And that's that spiel. And we all have nothing else to sell you the rest of the episode, I promise. Yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are we ready to start the wagon? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yes, let's start the wagon. And we are opening. Uh, Father Hubbard is sitting at his pulpit, or standing, more like. Benjamin walks up behind him.
2: I told you never to come back here. I'll leave when I get what I came for he is not here I haven't seen him for months I'm sure he'll turn up and when he does
1: Robert says, I told you never to come back here. Mm. Hmm. Benjamin's like, I'll leave what I get, what I came for. Hubbard says, he's not here. So this what is actually he. Right. Mm-hmm. And that kind of gives you a clue like, OK, who are they talking about? Yes. Hubbard's response. He says, I hadn't seen him for months. And Benjamin is confident in saying, I'm sure he'll turn up. Mm.
2: I have to say, by the way, the descriptions for the episodes give away a lot.
1: Yeah, they yeah. do.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. So you're telling me I
1: don't actually have to watch the whole episode. I can just read the
2: description right. and fake yeah. my so, way through this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 30 seconds and you're all done.
1: I know. (laughs) All right. After that, he says, when he does, let me know. And Benjamin leaves and Hubbard says, why can't you leave him alone, Benjamin? And then we're like, oh, Oh. who's this person? yikes
2: and at this point as a tv viewer you don't know father yeah. hubbard friend or foe well and you're also just like
0: sort out your feeling we, we've sorted our feelings about benjamin but i think for somebody coming into this cold and not knowing what benjamin's all about and the way that jacob's playing him yeah you're going to
1: have a lot of conflicting feelings <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like your brain and your eyes are just <laughs> fighting <laughs> with each other <laughs> It's like this is a really bad idea, but Mm -hmm. I can be convinced. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) That oh my God, he's beautiful. So over at the lab, Miriam is saying the search for the cure for blood rage is kind of complex. And Chris says, dude, you're a scientist. You know how hard this shit is. And that's to Matthew. And as brilliant and as talented and as annoying as Miriam is. And she says, thank you. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Thank you. There's only two of us. Yeah. The cure is years away. And Matthew says, we need to work faster because
0: Diana's pregnant. They got how many of? Oh, look, we got all of these so quick, but there's 400 of them. Yeah, 400 right. gene locations to. Yeah,
1: it was a little overwhelming. I'm gonna need help, yeah. dude. And Matthew is just like, well, just work faster because Diana's pregnant. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mister No Help, right? <laughs> And if the babies are infected, they're going to need a cure. And Chris says, dude, it's going to take time. Miriam is like, we're going to need some more researchers. I Mm -hmm. mean, Matthew Good's leaning into the
0: chop chop, I don't care. Yeah aspect of Matthew's personality
1: we don't got time <laughs> yeah. make it so I'm like yeah <laughs> make it happen so walking to the car Diana says if anyone can find answers it's Miriam and Chris she's trying to calm Matthew down
0: you, you know what it is it's like it's the fact that it's so funny to me is because Matthew's being confronted with the fact that dude we need a plan and I have one and he's still like sticking his fingers in his ears going la 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 no 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 I'm not gonna listen to you I'm just gonna react when this all blows up and that's how he does Right. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, it's just like on steroids because we've only got seven episodes to get through a all.
1: So. (laughs) So Matthew says while getting in the car, sure, okay, but we got weeks, not two years. They drive off into the parking garage and a vehicle approaches them head on. A very swanky one. Yes, yeah, so that's that BMW, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Head on, Diana says, what is it? And Matthew says, vampires. Yeah, I mean,
0: that's that badass 800 series that they don't make anymore because it's like built for the Autobahn
1: and nowhere else. Oh, it has a nice car. That one.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it turns out it's Hubbard in the black BMW. Wait, wait, wait this, it wasn't written protective enough for me. It's, no? it's vampires. And then Diana just approaches.
1: That's what she does. <laughs> that's, that's but I mean, true. Matthew should
2: instinctively be a little bit protective yes exactly you you would think yeah
1: okay we'll talk about that in the spoiler zone too all right so it was hovered in the black bmw and i think we're going to join in this conversation
2: you left something in my keeping
1: So it's Jack, and Hubbard says, I brought him back where he belongs, and then we enter the theme music. And what did you guys think of that whole exchange where he made the speech? That was such a great cold open for me. Yes,
2: I agree. And if I were a TV viewer, I'd be just as surprised, even though you know Jack is cast and all that kind of stuff, but I'd be just as surprised as I was in the books. Yes. Yes. So we're in
1: Mayfair, London, Matthew and Diana's current residence. Mm-hmm. And Hubbard is explaining how the play came back to London. So everybody's there during this explanation. Yeah, mm-hmm. all,
2: when they panned out, I'm like, dang, everyone had to hear that. Uh, yeah. Everybody's <laughs>
1: here for story time. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> mean, I guess it's just, they're, nice. they're just going to be in their business, so might as well <laughs> yeah. expose all of it. <laughs> okay, so Jack explains how he started shivering one morning and he thought he was dying, and Hubbard made him a vampire. Matthew, He's pissed to say yes, the least. You know, you got to react <laughs> in- instead of me regurgitating what he says. I'm just going to insert his thing here.
2: I have to say this, life. Poor boy didn't know what he was choosing. He was a young man by this time, Matthew. Not the I little boy you left behind, Carol Henry Percy. Well provided. Do you really for? think a warm bed and food in his belly could mend his broken heart? He went to the docks every day looking for ships from Europe, hoping that you would be aboard. Or that someone would have some news of you, in the end I had to tell him. You weren't coming back.
0: And once again, we have Matthew reacting in the worst possible way he can. Yes. He doesn't
1: just react, he has to react badly. Yeah, that is, that is his modus operandi. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Always. Okay, so later, Matthew and Diana get to arguing, and Matthew goes on to say her blood could have revealed his secrets too. And Diana's like, What'd you expect? You know, it was just one drop. What are you talking about? Yeah. And she's like, Covered, couldn't let Jack die. Matthew's talking about his own thing and he's like, he, yeah. I chose to die because he didn't want to lose his wife and son, or he just didn't yeah, want to live without his kind of wife. Di- and, son. and it came out kind of di- dickish too. It's like, it yeah. really yeah. was just like, Okay, so Matthew, you chose to off yourself and that's the noble thing to do here. What you know? oh. that's what I took away from that. Yeah. And Diana's like, Do you wish you had? And Matthew's like, Okay, no.
2: No, but <laughs> so, yeah. even that kind of like, came oh. up dickish. I know what he meant. He's like, No, because I went to met you, but now I get to be a, a father. Like that's on like his end game. Like yeah. you know, get to be a father, not even so much Diana's just who's the vessel.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can carry my kids, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. We figured out a way. Yeah. Um,
0: Science found a (laughs) way.
1: And he's like, I would never have met you. And sometimes we just need to look a little further. He goes on to say he has a chance to be a father again. And Diana drives the point home. Now Jack has another chance to have a family with us. So... Hmm. What are you gonna say yeah. about that, Matthew? What? And Matthew has nothing to say because he just That's blows Matthew. up. That's what he does.
2: He never thinks like, what part could I have played in this? <laughs> yeah. Uh.
1: <laughs> right. But How
2: what did can I, I
0: contribute
1: react to in this? A
2: way that <laughs> doesn't
0: make this worse. He can't.
2: That's the answer. <laughs>
0: he doesn't have that setting. Maybe I should think before I speak. No.
2: Which, Gene, you had written the review about Father Hubbard and his truth bombs. And in the previous scene, you know, I love, that's one of my favorite scenes in the book where Uh it's almost, it's not verbatim, but it's very close where he says he was your problem and you made him mine. And he, about him going to the docks every day and he had to finally tell him the truth. And it's like, wake up, Matthew.
0: Well, and everybody's looking, at, and I like that they brought everybody into this because they're all looking at Matthew like, what the fuck were you thinking?
2: Right,
1: again. (laughs) Because the look on Sarah's face was like, are you kidding me? And I realized this just now talking, Matthew does not like anybody who brings the truth to him. Right. No. And I think... Hubbard was full of truths the whole way yeah. through the book. Hubbard was full of truths and Matthew didn't want to face it. Mm-hmm. And well,
0: and Matthew Matthew's so afraid that people see the real him and they'll reject him.
1: Yeah. Which hasn't happened. Therapy, he's, dude. He's, Therapy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's always it's the end that he's jumping to the end of a book where he's rejected. Mm-hmm. And he, he's never bought that book at the airport, but he keeps assuming that's the book he's getting. It's
1: true. So now we're in Venice. A statue walks in on Peter, and I guess he's packing his office. Yeah, (laughs) why there's no security? I don't know.
0: Yeah, (laughs) and I was wondering where like the little
2: (laughs) pathetic like sage plant was. I didn't think about that that he's still in his office after being booted. (laughs) I I hope he's packing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, statue has had it. I mean, she walks in. She's like, "Okay, Peter, you're gonna go now. What's what's going on?" He's busy playing with his ball. Right. He's playing with his ball and he's getting ready to use it on Satu and Satu ain't having it. She's like, I'm a weaver, dude. Yeah. smack. <laughs> I'm a weaver. And then first thing Peter does and I mean, this is pot calling kettle, is he's going to say Gerbert is going to exploit you for what you want and for what you are and this, that, and the other thing. And uh, Satu's like, oh, so you and Gerbert are the same. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Men who want power. And part of me was like, oh, yeah. That's right. I like I her. It. I mm-hmm. her a lot. Okay. She's had it. And with a little closing shot where Peter's about to like launch his little <laughs> petrosphere and she just, poof, and he goes
0: flying. Yeah. He like, goes flying and his little ball goes flying right through, through the window. window. It's a, yeah. it, it was
2: perfect. Uh, a witch slash bitch slap.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, the
2: witch bitch slap. <laughs> so Phoebe's back in
1: London doing research for Diana. Phoebe explains... And was a little bit pointed about Matthew. Marcus says, "Eh, you know, he's a sixth century vampire. And Phoebe says, Diana is a 21st century witch. Something needs to change, dude. He
0: actually called him a sixth century patriarch of a vampire family, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Because he's still slowly pushing the whole scion thing. Yeah, Yeah,
1: true. So in another part of the house, Jack is sitting and drawing by a window. Mm-hmm. Matthew walks in and tells Jack he's off to a lab. Gal Glass and Fernando will watch him. And Jack said drawing helps him think and asked Matthew why he didn't want Jack to become a vampire. And when he was dying, his life felt unfinished, mm-hmm. but he knew he had a chance to find him again. And Matthew says, I'm glad you're here, Jack. And I'm like, okay, See, he finally you can't have it both, both well. ways, dude. Yeah,
0: yeah but he handles
1: it well with Jack. Yeah, you know? he it's did. Like, Bravo. You actually thought before you spoke. Right. And then he says, we got some catching up to do. And Jack's like, or we start again, clean slate, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, like, and all oh. that. And Matthew he grunts an acknowledgement and walks out, and we're brought to a close up of what Jack's been writing on, and he's got the miniatures, and he's sketching yes. a portrait of Diana. And then we're all like, oh, snap. Could it be? No. Is Jack the vampire killer? Oh, my God. And (laughs) then we remember Domenico's run-in with a hooded vampire that slashed him up last season. So stay tuned, audience. (laughs) We'll find (laughs) out soon enough. And then back at the lab, Chris and Miriam explain they need more data to establish a pedigree. And then Miriam suggests that Marcus head to New Orleans to get some samples from his assorted children there. And Chris is like, great. I'll share that with my team. (laughs) 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 And then he scoffs and he says, Excuse me, your team of
2: teenagers? (laughs) Yes. Oh my
1: God. (laughs) And it's a huge task, Chris explains. And, you know, I'm just but like,
0: Mary Miriam already decided
1: they were going to do this. It, so it's it's going like, to happen. Get on board. Right, <laughs> This is happening. You can either, you know, jump on and join us or stay left behind. So sit at the station and we'll pick you up on the way back. Right. <laughs> you know, let's listen to that.
0: We're not just understaffed.
1: We don't have enough DNA from your bloodline. We only have three samples, Matthew, Marcus and Isabel. And If you want us to establish a pedigree that will tell us how blood rage is inherited, we're going to need more. Marcus should go to New Orleans. What's in New Orleans? Marcus's children. Vampire children? I'll talk to Marcus. Good. That'll give me a chance to share what data we have with my team.
2: I'm sorry, your team of teenage warmbloods analyzing creature DNA?
1: I don't think so. Try students. They need to know. And we need their help. It's too dangerous. Matthew. This is a huge task.
2: You want a cure for blood rage tomorrow, but you only want two people working on it? If our genetic information gets into the wrong hands, it could get us all killed, if not worse. I understand. No, you don't. You don't.
1: Okay, now we're back in London. Gal, Glass, and Jack are fussing with motorcycles and chit-chatting. And then we enter Baldwin. He pulls up in his car. And, and I
0: kind of like that whole how they come back through the muse and they've got their little shop all set up. Yeah. yeah. The, they did a really nice job yeah. with that set. And they had some cool bikes. And I, on top of it, there was a nice Triumph and a couple others.
1: Yeah. I think I saw a Harley in there, too. So, yeah. Baldwin wants to speak to Matthew and Diana. And then he notices Jack and is like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Jack stands up tall and he says, Jack Blackfriars. I know. Uh, I was like, aww. I'm like, Aww. oh, that's cute. You're about to get. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> this shit's going to go down in a right. second.
0: <laughs> this is not going to end well.
1: And Baldwin says, get out. And as Jack is walking by, he's like, it's family only in this house. And, you know, that sets Jack off because here he is thinking he's going to be part of this family. And yeah. Baldwin throws that. And it affects Jack in such a way where we observe a transformation. Mm. Yeah. A
2: scary one. I don't know if I love that, but I don't remember, Matt. Matthew looking like that in season two.
1: No, I mean
2: they made him drooly and yeah, and I guess a little (laughs) veiny. But this is like veiny, right? Yeah, this is more like measles. Well, it's like all of his plague packs. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And also we are to understand that Matthew has more control over his yes. versus Jack. True. who just lets it go full blown. Right. So, yeah. There's that. And it's scary. Jack turns around and attacks Baldwin. I mean, oh, and Galglass is like, no, dude, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't do that. And Baldwin's looking at his face and he can see he's got blood rage. And then we hear Galglass saying, Baldwin, no. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and yeah, new scene. Oh, bad. But then again, Baldwin was such a jerk, he deserved it. (laughs) He kind of had it coming. He had it coming. I know. (laughs) So, Diana and Matthew are laying in bed while Diana's snacking on something. What was she eating? I don't know. It doesn't matter. They were discussing the fact that releasing the information... On creatures to these students puts them in danger and it goes against Philippe's covenant. And Diana points out that Philippe also said the only reliable thing is change and then the ruckus from downstairs. And Matthew can hear it. And Diana, I guess she picks it up a little bit and she's like, What's that? And Matthew goes to investigate. And yikes, what did you guys think of this confrontation? I mean, Baldwin takes a bite and learns the past, Diana's mm-hmm. reaction, the fact that he's the blood rage killer. We're learning that. Jack telling Diana to stay away because, hey, I got blood rage. Stay away. I don't want to mangle your face. <laughs> and Baldwin saying he knows what has to be done as far as Matthew. You know, yeah. What did you guys? Think I, I of liked all
2: of that? it all, and s- sadistically, I liked when she wrapped the chain around his neck and then tightened <laughs> it even tighter. <laughs> oh yeah, from the chandelier. Yes. <laughs> the, thing, the worst part of it was though, I kept
0: looking at the chain from the chandelier, and all I could think of were all those horrible hanging lamps we all had when we were growing up. Yes, yes. <laughs> so true. And I'm like going, "That's so
1: tacky," and like just
0: so appropriate for this particular
1: moment. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when someone couldn't center the fixture. So they'd put a hook and then loop the chain yes. and hook it yes. And hope it looked right. I'm yes. like, oh, is that a style now? <laughs> I remember thinking that when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So Baldwin says this could ruin our family. And, and the bottom line is, hey, Matthew, you got to kill him. And then Jack takes off. So now we're back with Hubbard and we learned Hubbard's background and Benjamin brought him back to life. We learned he's a sire. But I'm kind of surprised they didn't make the connection. I mean, more blatant as far as Matthew being the grandfather or the great grandfather of Jack. So, I mean. Because it's true. Maybe because they were afraid it was going to confuse like a casual viewer. Yeah, I guess so. And then we learned that Benjamin got a hold of Jack and forced Jack to kill. And Matthew's name was used to manipulate him. And then Hubbard confesses that Matthew is the last hope he has for Jack. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a lot, Matthew. So lay off of Hubbard. He's trying to do the right thing. Right. That's just me speaking. Yeah, me too. You know,
0: <laughs> I'm glad you're on board. You? I'm the only one that's trying to drive, trying to dock this boat without taking out the dock. I right. feel
2: like I have no Pierre and Father Hubbard might be my season three Pierre. I think you're right. I think so. Maybe we should play the Pierre music.
0: Yeah. <laughs> please.
1: <laughs> okay, so back of the house, Diana tells him he can't kill him. Sarah's like, aren't you coming up with a blood rage cure? Come on, guys, you know, and yeah. Diana does deals a blow a father protects his children i mean true but damn (laughs) damn marcus and phoebe are discussing what matthew had to do and kill the blood rage vampires basically what he had to do back then in new orleans he had to kill all the blood rage vampires marcus's children that actually presented with blood rage and carriers like him lived and the rest you know yeah Welp, (laughs) Welp. and marcus seemed very sad in the scene so i was just like okay so you got the depth of how it hurt him Mm -hmm. and how you know being part of this vampire family comes with a lot of sacrifices Mm -hmm. baggage yeah so now we're out in the streets matthew's on the hunt for jack in the streets and we see jack crouched in the corner and matthew finds him
2: so many things that weren't even considered
0: wrong hundreds of years ago.
1: Things
2: change. Philippe was right about that.
0: Another thing about that whole speech was he, Matthew Good was was fantastic when he's finally like, you know, I need to be the one that kills him and not someone else because they won't care if they hurt him.
1: Yeah, which was like
0: Oh, yeah. That was so I like
1: that Jack flashes the miniatures like a, a badge is like, yes. uh, you can't kill me. Look. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like it's, prote- it's like it's a protective amulet. You can't yeah. kill me. And we've learned that Philippe told Jack to mm-hmm. wait for Matthew. Yeah. So Matthew in the end brings Jack home to Diana. So we get to see the reunion and then new scene, new scene, Fernando and Galgas are talking to Jack. Fernando's the one that taught Matthew how to control blood rage. Fernando says, dude, all you got to do is pause and reflect. And I think that's yeah. so true for all creatures anyway. <laughs> you know, Matthew needs to do a lot of pausing, and reflecting on a lot of, things, on a lot of things. Right. So Galglass Glass says, dude, you've also got Diana. She'll do anything for you. And mm-hmm. I was confused on this scene because it just went from one to another. And I was like, was Jack present for this? Fernando confronts Galglass Glass and says, yeah. don't let Matthew know. And I'm like, was Jack in the room? Did we change a scene and I didn't notice? Or what happened here? So let's discuss this. We know Gal Glass has got a thing for Diana. Yes, we do. And Fernando says, Hey, you're gonna to have to leave soon. And Galaz is like, Yeah, but not today, dude.
0: Yeah. It's like he was he was pretty like kinda of white hot on it for his very mellow self. Yeah, he's like, Not
1: today. And you can see in his face, I'm not leaving yet. Yeah, I'm just
0: saying Fernando's like this is not a good dude.
1: Yeah. Which I think was his version of mad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, y- 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 you can't do this dude. Come on. Come on. And we're all like yeah, no, you can't do this. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Just, <laughs> no, Just stop now. Don't do Please. it. <laughs> all right. New scene, Venice, Gerber's office. Domenico is there on a visit and they've got the de Claremont pedigree and there's something missing. And there we hear, and here's the stuff that
0: I would reference in our last episode.
1: Yeah. Coming to light. Domenico's like, look, dude, I did what you asked and you used that information to attack the De Claremonts. That's not what I bargained for. And Benjamin walks in and I'm like, whoa, OK, OK. Oh, this just got way more interesting. And it just let us know that Benjamin's in with Gervair now. Yep. And it makes sense because they have similar goals. I mean, destroy the De Claremonts. <sighs> You know, uh huh. Mm. What did you guys think of that?
0: Uh, I liked seeing Domenico's gears turning like, okay, how am I going to use this? And how do I keep myself I... with plausible deniability? He was kind of right. like, this, yes, this yes. shit's going to go bad fast, and I just kind of don't I want to no know parts of it. Who <laughs> involved in any of it? Right. Domenico's <laughs> like, okay, how do I he... Yeah. My how way out sur- of this.
1: yeah, how do I survive this nonsense? Yeah. Oh. <sighs> so while that's happening, we join Matthew at the house. He's mentally exhausted. Well, that's my assumption because, you know, he's laying on the bed and he doesn't need a bed. But no. Diana joins him and she's very big. So it kind of indicates time is passing. We're running yes. out of it. And Matthew says, OK. I'm going to New Orleans and Marcus and Jack are going to come with me. And before he goes, there's something he needs to do with Diana's health. And I thought that went so smooth. I'm like, wow. There's no drama here. Mm -hmm. Really? Okay. Okay. We'll leave that alone. So now we're in the lab with students and Matthew, Miriam are there. Uh Along with Diana. Chris is leading a lecture in front of students. So they're talking about chromosome 24 or CC. So what does the CC stand for? We learn they all sign NDAs. We learn that CC stands for creature chromosome. And then Matthew stands up and reveals he's a vampire. And I'm just like, oh.
0: And he gave a nice little mini lecture on what vampires are and are not. And human myths. Which we'll talk about more in the spoiler zone.
1: Right. And Diana looks so proud of him. Uh-huh. I know. I was proud of him. You know, it's like, yes. well, go Matthew, you know, a little golf clap there. You deserve yes. that. And then I like when he
0: introduced Dr. Shepard as a vampire as well. I thought that was very yeah. fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. By the way, let me out, everybody.
0: Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you know? no, it's like, and, and you've already established trust with
1: her. Right. She's a vampire too. And Diana's a witch. She's outed too now. You know, I'm just here taking everybody out of the closet. And Chris is like, Any questions? I love that every hand raised. I love that. I know. And they were at first it was like, okay, who wants to be
0: you didn't have a gunner either. They were all kind of like, well, I don't want to be the one that's a gunner. And they were all looking around at like who's going to raise their hand first. Yeah.
1: All right. So the next scene off to New Orleans, they go and the great Bentley and then they're leaving Diana and Sarah to hold down the fort along with the others. Uh huh. And then we go to the airport and Marcus declares that Matthews to find a cure because Matthew's like, dude, I need your help. And then Marcus is like, look, find a cure for blood rage. Try to repeal the covenant, yeah. defy the congregation, form a sky on uh, to keep Baldwin from breathing down their neck, and then Matthew's like, and then what else? You know, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say
0: Marcus was kind of
1: ultimatum boy. Yeah, <laughs> and Marcus is like, oh yeah, and after you do all that, I'll forgive I'll you. I love you. Yeah, <laughs> I love you. Good for you. I'll him, forgive though. you. Yeah, and I, and I heard yeah. I heard asshole after it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> For sure, deserved. I mean, if you were Marcus, how would you feel? Yeah. No. Then the phone rings, and it's Benjamin. And yeah. let's listen to that.
2: Yes. Hello, Matthew. Remember me, Benjamin. It's been. A long time. What do you want? Check your email.
1: So, in this, Benjamin tells him to check his email, and we see Benjamin's manipulation. Yes. To get Jack killing. We watch him coax into blood rage, and that, uh, I didn't like that, but, you know, I think it was way better than. It was very effective. Yes. And Marcus is looking over Matthew's shoulder at this video, mm-hmm. and he says, he truly is a child of your blood, and this is Benjamin to Matthew. And Benjamin says, hey, I just want the whole family together, him, Jack, Matthew, and Diana. Oh. Yeah, dun, dun, creepy. Dun, dun. And that's the end, and we go into yes. previews.
0: Oh, the music choice this yeah. week.
1: <gasps>
0: yeah. As soon as I heard Elizabeth so Frazier, so I was nice. like, oh! teardrop from massive attack and once you guys start hearing the song you'll know exactly which one it is okay so one of my she is just so perfect for the show yeah there are some her voice is just ethereal
1: Well, that was a lot of information in this episode. What did you guys think of the overall episode? Loved it. Yeah, me too. I thought it was great. I thought it was good. Uh, There was some confusion as far as whether Jack heard that whole thing with Galglass and Fernando. I thought it was kind of clunkily cut where it's like, oh, did we change scenes? They probably took out a shot on Toby and
0: didn't realize it Mm -hmm. ruined the flow. Right. Yeah, I was like, isn't Jack still in that room? Why are y'all talking about... Where's the transition? Where's the transition here? It's like, mm.
1: I like that we got to see Gerber manipulating and and maneuvering with Benjamin, and that was always implied in the book. Yes, it was. Yeah, but we never got to see it, so it's different. The thing is with that
0: is it. It really does feel more like they're setting up for a battle.
2: Yeah. Yes, it does. And it also goes back to our interview with Trevor Eve that he said, the vampires bring it. And we didn't know exactly what he meant. Yeah. I mean, we knew like book now wise, what gonna, happens. we're but to see. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. To
0: see. All the vampires are bringing it. Not just the bad vampires, all the vampires.
1: <laughs> bad, good, gray. It's all. <laughs> I know. they vampires. What are saying? <laughs> Okay, so with that, we're going to enter the spoiler Zone audience. And if you don't want further spoilers besides the shit that we already kind of slipped out, but whatever. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you don't know, you don't know. So you don't even know. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. let's say goodbye. Jean will issue you your demon kiss. (laughs) Bye-bye for all the non-spoiled people. And for the rest of you, if you don't care about spoilers or you're a book reader, you want to hear our little talk, then stay passionate. Past this break and then we will enter the spoilers. We zone. do have
2: to clarify that we won't talk about future episodes. Oh, yes. right. What Angela yes. said.
1: Okay, <laughs> so now after this break you'll hear about the spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. You can contact us, send us your thoughts, email us at demonsdiscuss at gmail.com, leave us a voicemail at 360-519-7836, by the way, your carrier rates apply here, or leave one for free on SpeakPipe, Speakpipe speakpipe.com, slant demonsdiscuss. Now, if you can't remember any of that, go to go.demonsdiscuss.com, slant contact, And all that information will be there. You can also become a discusser there, fill out the form and bam, you're a discusser. And the link to join our Facebook group is there too. Visit our main site, DemonsDomain.com. And if you really feel like deep diving, go to visit.demonsdomain.com slant master post and you can read interviews geek out with weekly geeks about all souls universe read about the characters keep that geek flag flying guys do you like what we do help us fund what we do go to patreon.com slant demons discuss Make sure you follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at Demons Discuss. If you're liking what you're hearing and you want to tell the world about it, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We love them. We read them. It's wonderful. Also, it keeps Angela alive, and we need her around, okay? Keep Angela! All right. What do you guys have for the spoiler zone? Oh, I like how they
0: parsed out all that information from the round tower scene and how the pedigree with Benjamin missing ended up on Gerber's desk. And then mm-hmm. the way they shot that whole thing where he just like pops in behind Domenico and we get kind of get Domenico's reaction to it, which I right. thought was just priceless. Yeah. He's like, oh, and I would love to be
2: surprised as a viewer. Like, even though having read yeah. the book, I'm like, I would love that I'm surprised still. Yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing was, is in the book, I
0: always kind of just got the sense that they were in communication, not that they were in physical proximity. Yeah. Necessarily. Yeah. And that really drove it home. It's like, wow, they're in the same room. This is really bad.
1: Yeah. As um, much as the mural scene was pivotal in the books. I think they handled it better. I think they, they handled did. it yeah. well in this, where it was just like, bam, bam, bam. Here's Here's Baldwin. Here's what we're doing. And this will not stand. Uh-huh. And we uh, blood rage right away. Baldwin takes a bite, sees exactly what Jack's been up to. Yeah. And that's the end of it. And he's I, like, you got to kill him. That's it. But the other thing that, that
0: bothered me, it's just struck me is like, Baldwin doesn't give a shit about the humans. He just gives a shit about them getting caught. And it just seemed like he's like, Oh, he killed people. He must be killed. It's not like, Oh God, right. he's going to bring attention to us. And, And that just kind of, all right. I feel that's kind of a continuity error in a backhanded way because. I mean, think about that whole, oh, well, we at least have to pretend to to like democracy on the balcony with uh, Gerber. I mean,
1: I was always on the impression that he was just playing along for the congregation. Mm hmm. And and in the books, I felt like, look, this is getting to a point where this cannot sustain itself. You yeah. got to kill him. We have to follow the rules here. Yeah. Sorry, this is the way it's always it been. For the greater good. For the greater he, good. We've got yeah. to
0: sacrifice him for the greater good because we can't have the attention. And then if he brings the attention to you with the blood rage and then the attention on the babies is going to be even bigger and I mean, then, he was he was a long range planner in the book,
1: right? Yes, and you know, Marcus is the freaking leader of the Knights of Lazarus. How's that going to play out? Where he, yeah. he's connected to Blood Rage in such a way? It's just mm. yeah. There was long range
0: planning on Book Baldwin. Here it was more like, "Oops, somebody we're going to get a demerit because somebody's breaking a rule."
2: Although TV Baldwin, he almost lost his head. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, TV Baldwin
0: did, but you didn't get the sense in th- that scene that he was worried about necessarily worried about losing
1: his head. The
0: way it came off.
1: I feel it's disjointed because of the difference in the actors, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And that's where the continuity is kind of weird in that way. Yeah. You don't get, like I said, it's it's that lack of physicality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So mm, I like how instead of the whole drama about Diana having to let Matthew go to New Orleans to handle this, it was simple. Matthew's like, I guess I got to go to New Orleans. Yep. And Diana's like, I,
0: it was more like a business trip, which is the way it should have been instead of the whole, yeah. oh my God, we may be separated for eternity. Yes. Yeah. And that,
2: and that was my thing in the parking garage. I wanted him, I was surprised he wasn't it was written a little bit more protectively because he knew that, that there were vampires in the car. But I did like in season three that he wasn't so protective like he was in the book of life.
1: Yeah. Where yeah. he wasn't like this needy guy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It wasn't, <laughs> it, it wasn't
0: like the drama llama.
1: Yeah. It was more like, this is what needs to happen. In, yeah. If you want to keep Jack, if we want to stay out of, you know, I need Marcus on my side and he's already laid out his thing. Yeah. And he's got his, he's his got his conditions. Thing. I need to protect you and those babies. So I need to get, yeah. you know, Diana's like, I hate that you have to go, but I realize you have to go. Yeah. Instead of fucking crying all the way on a plane.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, oh. you know, I'm a fan well, of thinking magically. Yeah. We don't yeah. know. We yeah. We don't that's know true. what we're
1: going to get next. That's true. <laughs> it's like when you're feeling feelings in your head or yeah. thoughts always go with your head Yeah, yes. your feelings will lie to you <laughs> they will, <laughs> even they will yeah, yeah. even yeah. in the
2: book of life it you know he is acting so instinctively you know based on his blood rage and being a yes. vampire and the wolf pack it's like it just got to be too much I, I was agree. like
1: god just give it a rest already <laughs> yeah. I agree i mean it's like there's too many feelings in the book mm-hmm. not enough logic and yeah. this almost Feels opposite. Well,
0: I think it's. I think it doesn't feel opposite so much as that balance. It's really. It's. It's more balanced in the tra- trajectory of the plotting for season three is focused more on the journeys and the development rather than
1: the stew of their forbidden love, emotional mm-hmm. mess. Yeah, because we got past their forbidden love. Everybody knows yeah. they're married, right? What, <laughs> what's yeah. anybody doing about it
0: besides plotting? Because some of season three was like so, so so much marriage drama and it didn't need
1: to be. I like that the round tower speech, they cut it up in pieces and like the airport piece where mm-hmm. Matthew is looking at this video and he's like, I need your help. And then Marcus is like, look, dude, <laughs> yeah, these are the things you need to do. I keep fucking telling you, do that. And you, mm-hmm. you got me totally behind you. I mean, I feel that's more of a
0: realistic uh-huh. approach to that. I yeah, know. And I, I will tell you this, and I'm probably in the minority, Okay, but when Matthew made his reveal in the lab and he gave his, this is what a vampire isn't, isn't speech. Yes. I love that they left out, I do not sparkle. Yeah. Only because it would have made that whole scene feel so dated.
1: And cheesy.
0: Yeah. And yeah, cheesy. Yeah. And it feels like a shot. Yeah, it feels like a shot at another fandom, which I think Bad Wolf was very smart in not making. And I know Deb did not intend it as a shot when she wrote it. She probably just thought it was really cute. Yeah. yeah, and it was and at it the even at the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and She wanted to acknowledge. I mean, just like she threw in a, a Lestati estray, she put in a, a Twilighty estray as as an homage to yeah. the, mm-hmm. her inspirations to do a vampire book. Yeah, yeah. But I think on TV would have just came, came across more. Yeah,
2: clunky and kind of a crash shot at mm-hmm. another fandom. Right. I, I understand the the time crunch that they're in, but I did kind of miss that no other creatures emerged among the researchers. You're like oh, oh I miss yeah. that too yeah, so much I'm like that. oh why aren't there any
0: vampires in the room or, even or demons, really? demons. Yeah. yeah
2: and they didn't even mention demons I mean
0: again yeah they should
1: have left Richard in there really. yeah yeah hey Richard what's up
0: <laughs> so that, yeah that would been the best part because that would have been could you imagine the the look on Chris's face like yeah.
2: what? I did yeah. see in the credits and I thought of your chagrin Gene that they still named yeah. Game Boy and Scully and Mulder in the credits even though they didn't say it in this in the scene yeah. right. Oh, that's uh, I didn't notice that. I no, didn't notice no, that didn't, either. Uh,
1: oh,
0: well, that's okay. <laughs> they backed off. That was good. Right, that was good.
1: I do miss the very intimate scenes with Sarah and Diana in the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Where they got to know each other, and you know, Sarah was the dream hellos, grown grownups. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like Sarah's like, "Hey, yeah, that whole thing about me being slightly racist, my bad. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> my bad. I didn't mean it that way. Uh, of course, your babies are special. Mm.
1: <laughs> special. Oh it really was a toned, a toned down version
2: of Baldwin's <laughs> speech. <laughs> oh God! It's like, what are they? I but, tried to give Sarah the know. benefit of the doubt i didn't think of it in a race way i thought of it like what if your kid came home and they're like i just got pregnant by a werewolf he'd be like what are you having <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> i didn't think of it well racist is probably wrong but just like what are they it's just more of a bigger yeah. oh yes more of yeah. a fearful sure. tribal way yes. Like, yes like how are you and then when she pivoted and said how will you protect them yeah. And then I'm like, okay, that's the Sarah that needs yeah. to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. We don't that, need the other Sarah anymore. Uh, that other knee-jerk reaction you had was understandable, especially when you thought like that your whole life. Of course, shit's mm-hmm. going to slip out like that. Yeah. But it's like, I was just venting. I'm like, okay, well, you know, you need to rein that shit in. <laughs>
0: Yes,
2: So I do miss that. So that being said, like all the things that I missed or wish that had been written, I don't miss them as far as like having to squeeze everything into seven episodes. We're not missing, truly missing anything. I might have no. missed it like sentimental, but not like yeah. missed it. Like, oh, God, now there's a plot hole.
1: No. Yeah. Because if you shoved Sarah and Diana and those scenes in there, it would just be extra shit.
2: Yes, you know, right?
1: No yeah. one actually needs to see it, but it was nice to see it. I miss seeing that. Yes. It's fine. I like the progression of finding out that Jack was the vampire killer. They didn't even waste any time. There was mm-hmm. no delay. It's like, okay, we have 7 episodes. We got to get this shit out. Yeah,
2: let's say it's delightfully efficient. Yeah. Yes. And Satsu oh. looking at Peter
1: like, uh, you ain't shit, dude. Right? I'm tired. And yeah, and Peter so trying to make shit. that last gasp effort saying, Gerber is just going to use you and, you know, toss you away when you're no longer Oh my longer, god, he sounded like a spurned girlfriend. I I know. (laughs) You're supposed to be my vessel to do what I want. You're my vessel. You're
0: not somebody else's vessel. Uh, It's like, thanks, Chris Pratt.
1: So, and also I like that they kept it all in London. There's no going back and forth. Uh Yeah. That's good. There wasn't a need.
2: No. I mean, I I like that we went in the books, but it's fine. And it's good that we didn't go in the the show. And I like
1: how Hubbard explained his background. It wasn't this drawn out little thing where it's just Mm -hmm. like, you were spying on me and my wife (laughs) having (laughs) sex. Yeah. Nobody needs that thought. (laughs) No one needed that. So, yeah, it's different, but it's the same essence and efficient. I can't complain about it. And compelling.
0: I mean, it keeps you involved and keeps you watching every minute. And I I do
1: believe they stayed true to the story. Essentially, everything is going the way it should. Just just events are plucked out of places and put in different places where it makes more sense. And
0: and the emotional arcing is still there, too. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. And also... Chris.
0: Yes. Yay. Chris is a delight instead of a distraction.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I really like Chris. I do too. (laughs) (laughs) And audience, if you've listened to us, I would say, oh, if you go back ten episodes and listen to those back to back to back, we had some pretty burning fests. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because book Chris Book Chris Chris, and T V Chris
0: are totally different.
1: Are different animals. Totally Entirely. different, yeah. So, and we even made these suggestions. It's like she just, instead of being the BFF, had she just said, "Hey, this is my colleague Chris." Yeah, I have this brilliant. Yeah, colleague hey, who I know us. somebody who
0: can help us. I think yeah. Angela said exactly that. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh. one of us did. Yeah,
1: one of us did. Wait, I know somebody we can call. <laughs> yeah, and they did exactly that. It's almost like they were listening in. Not saying they were listening in. I'm just saying it's almost like they were listening. I know. <laughs> <everybody's> <laughs> think alike, right? <laughs> all right anything else for the spoiler zone before we say goodbye to our oh, listeners till next week till next yeah. week everybody so let's say goodbye goodbye, goodbye. everybody goodbye. goodbye goodbye having so much fun with this journey with you demon kiss I'll talk to you next week demons discuss and demons domain are independent and not affiliated with bad wolf sky one sundance now and shutter Clips of the TV show and soundtrack are used for the purpose of commentary only. The soundtrack is an original score by Rob Lane and the Chamber Orchestra of London. The soundtrack is available for purchase on iTunes.